Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness, and this is my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Town Podcast for, uh, I don't know, what, Saturday, September 19th? 19, prime number, Jonathan Taves, Chicago Blackhawks captain. 19 doesn't get a lot of respect. And I get it, because it's like you're up in the teens. And 16 is kind of cool, and 17 has got a distinct feel to it. But 18 and 19, you're just kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, this is my show. This is my voice. I'm the producer, creator, host, and best boy, and key grip. Uh, I'm always gripping. And this is a gripping show. So welcome, and thanks for tuning in. What's happening? I uh, just turned on the Cubs-Twins game, which started about 15 minutes ago, um, to just have on in the background whilst, whilst, W-H-I-L-S-T. Can we get an English check in here? When to use, is there a difference between while versus whilst? It's a fun one to say, whilst. It's got like seven syllables, whilst. Um, Or is it just kind of an old-fashioned term an old-fashioned girl louisa may alcott anyone ever read that what's it about i don't know let's look it up i was uh i well long story short (laughs) um i was or i am watching the, the cubs twins game and i turned it on to see the twins pitcher on the mound michael pineda holy crap this guy is the second coming of, like, Antonio Alfonseca, except he's got 10 fingers. I had to look this guy up. 6-7, and online, Google search says 260, but I am not buying that. Um, because the gut on this guy, he's got, like, the, you know, 50-year-old... Polish dad thing going and it's not close I mean this guy is an absolute giant Michael Pineda number 35 pitching for the Minnesota Twins and the other thing I was looking up was uh, the Islanders goalie because I was watching the playoffs game two nights ago um, Eastern Conference Finals between the Lightning and the Islanders and every time uh, Doc Emmerich or says the Islanders goalie name. It's just like perfect. It's like when Pat Hughes says A. Eugenio Suarez, except for Doc Emmerich, it was uh, Barlamov. I don't know. You got you to gotta just go find some highlights of him saying Barlamov because it's good stuff. Um, An Old Fashioned Girl is a novel by Louisa May Alcott, or Lousy May, as we like to know her. It's got a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, or uh, Google users, actually. It's a novel by Louisa May Alcott, first published in 1869 and uh, published in the United States. That's good to know, I suppose. Published by the Roberts Brothers, great publisher, (coughs) top-tier publisher. The first six chapters of the novel were serialized, okay, good stuff. Lousy May added another 13 chapters for publishing the novel. Here we go. This is what I wanted. The book revolves around Polly Milton, the old-fashioned girl of the title, who visits the wealthy family of her friend Fanny Shaw. Great name, Fanny Shaw. 
uh, in the city and is overwhelmed by their fashionable life they lead. Oh, this could be my uh, experience. Uh, and disturbed to see how the family members fail to understand one another and demonstrate little affection. She's largely content to remain on the fringes of their social life, but exerts a powerful influence over their emotional lives and family relations. Wow. That sounds kind of interesting. I might I might look into that later. I don't think I've ever read a book by Louise May Alcott. I don't know much of her stuff um, outside of the, the hits, you know. Little Women, Little Men, Joe Frost, Dressed in Peace. Do we need a spoiler alert for that? I think it's about 150 years old at this point. Maybe. Listener discretion is advised when you're tuning into the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. But I tell you what, we got a good setup going here. It's Saturday night. Don't believe me, just watch. Do, 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 Uptown Funk. That was the big song. What, like five years ago? I got some candles. I got four different flavors Right now we got caramel pecan going. He's not a peanut. He's a pecan. Up to 30-hour burn time. Burn, baby, burn. Disco Inferno. Who sings that song? I don't know. And then, oh, man, I'm not wearing my glasses. They're on the other side of the room. We got pumpkin spice, it looks like. Macintosh apple was the first one I broke into. And then mold cider, maybe? I don't remember. I started with Macintosh apple. Wasn't doing much for me, and we moved to Caramel Pecan, and it's doing a lot better. It smells very nice. I encourage, no, nay, I implore, nay, N-A-Y, uh, nay, I implore you to go out and get some fun fall candles. They are super fun. Um, I also rescued, I, I went into my office downtown on Tuesday and I was able to rescue my dragon fingers plant from my office which has survived the pandemic which is pretty impressive and so I got that going on my windowsill it's a good day good stuff all around fun new plant edition second one and it's a succulent which I don't really know what that means. I just think if a plant is a succulent, it means it can survive a lot without water. If there's a more specific definition, you're going to have to tweet at us to get it sorted out. Sorted? S-O-R-D-I-D. That's a good word. You know, this this Beantown podcast has gotten so, not this episode specifically, but also this episode specifically, but more generally, the Beantown podcast has gotten so educational that you wonder if in 50 years, you know, when everyone is rediscovering or discovering for the first time the Beantown podcast, like, you know, when they found that the... the Tutankhamun's tomb in the pyramids and people discover the relics of the Beantown podcast because God knows we're not running this show for another 50 years. Um, plus, I found a great uh, – Rachel found a gray hair on me today. And so I figure I got, what, about 12 years left 
start the start the the countdown. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, when they discovered the Beantown podcast, hypothetical. Do you think I myself, Quinn David Furness, will be vaunted or revered? It's a fun one. Makes you think of uh, Ben Revere, Philly's legend. Um, into you know the pantheon of educational celebrities, let's say. I'm thinking LeVar Burton or Fred Rogers, uh, Bill Nye, perhaps. I don't know. I think I'll probably have to, you know, take Bob Ross's spot. And I feel bad about that. But just, it's not for another 50 years. So it's like he's still got 50 years, you know, to be on the pantheon of education. Um, I'm sure, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, Alexander Scrobin is probably a great example. Or uh, Scott Joplin. I'm talking about people who didn't, whose uh, level of genius was not realized until after their death. I'm pretty comfortable leaning into that because I figure with my current notoriety slash level of fame compared to anything else it could be, it has only to go but up. Syntax of that last sentence was rough. I apologize. Basically, I'm saying I can't get any less well-known than I am now. And our numbers reflect that. Boy, there was a time and a place, specifically like last summer into last fall, where we were, we were, you know, cranking out the triple-digit listens, triple-digit downloads on Beantown Podcast. Occasionally, we even had an episode hit four, uh, four digits, 1,000-plus downloads. And this calendar year, I think people just finally gave up, which is okay, because you might feel like I did that too. Um, but, you know, we're, we're doing our best. We're fighting here on the Beantown Podcast, and I know... COVID-19 has been tough in a lot of ways, but hopefully having the steadiness of the Beantown podcast in your life has been a godsend, a blessing in disguise, not even in disguise, because we're not hiding. We're here for you. The fans the precious beanheads, shout out to Tarek Shahada for coining the term. It's a classic. I love it. Hashtag friends of the podcast. Uh, speaking of friends of the podcast, Rockford light opera legend and amateur just for fans, gay porn star, Scott Shannon Farrell, or just Shannon Farrell, or just Scott Farrell. Um, been keeping up with him on his porn Twitter page. He has multiple Twitters. His, like, straightforward one, which he never does anything on. And then he has his porn Twitter, where he posts a lot of uh, workout selfies, 
in his basement and at his gym. Uh, he works out in like a banana sling hammock, basically. Any uh, fans of Todd Quinlan's from the hit comedy drama Scrubs will know what I'm referencing. If not, pause and go YouTube uh, Scrubs banana hammock. Thank me later. <laughs> what what size are you? Medium? Extra medium? <laughs> Love me some Zach Braff. Um, but Scott, the reason I bring him up, he's moving, which I might have mentioned a couple weeks ago. He's moving to Seattle. I don't know why. I don't know what his plan is. I mean, I understand wanting to leave Rockford because he's, uh, well, I mean, it took him long enough. He's, what, 40-something? And he's just now thinking it might be time to get out of Dodge. I, I, I don't know. Um, especially if you're like, if you're really intent career-wise on going for the porn, like, why, why hasn't he just been in Chicago this whole time? I don't know. I don't ask these questions because I don't want to know the answers. But in a sense, I feel it's my duty to let the listeners of the podcast know. Um, but Scott's moving to Seattle and I'm not quite sure, like, it might be happening right now. I don't know. Because according to his Twitter post, today was his last workout before moving. And he seems to work out fairly regularly. Uh, I don't know what he's doing if he's just, like, well, the thing is, he, I don't think he's, he was doing much now other than working for this uh, Cherry Valley United Methodist Church as the church accompanist. And then he has his Just for Fans going. I don't know what he does all day. Like... He works on Sundays, and according to the Cherry Valley UMC job posting, which I, I should apply for, I should I should <laughs> find a funny way to submit like a resume and cover letter, and just you know somehow find a fun way to incorporate Scott Farrell into that. I think that would be good, like Scott Farrell's apprentice or something. That would definitely get me hired. <laughs> Um, but I don't know, you know, Sunday mornings and let's say just Wednesday nights for argument's sake for choir practice. And then he, what, what just like sits on webcam all day. I don't, I don't know much about just for fans or only fans or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know how you can afford to live making, according to his Twitter, a couple of dollars a month on just for fans. And then I don't know, let's just say for argument's sake, a hundred dollars a week as a uh, piano accompanist. I mean, I know cost of living in Rockford is low. My theory, and this might just be true, is that when his husband died, which I learned recently was a, a you know, continuing the sad story was an OD on uh, meth, Crystal. Um, I think he, I think his husband somehow had a lot of money, which I don't really know how because he couldn't seem to keep a job, like Scott. But I think. I think he got money or the house or something. I don't know. But now Scott is uh, headed for the coast. He's going to become a big uh, big Death Cab fan. And, uh, you know, he's probably going probably gonna to find a way to make a Death Cab for Cutie light opera. Or maybe 
maybe he's going to, you know, re- revitalize, revive the Rockford Operetta Party in Seattle and get Eddie Vedder to participate, play the lead. Now, there's a show I'd like to be part of. Sign me up for that. I'll, you know, even if it's, again, I get paid $35 for 10 weeks of rehearsal and a performance, like, worth it. Worth it for the memories, okay? Um, but that's that's our, our what, bi-monthly Scott Farrell update. You're welcome, America. <sighs> Went hiking, starred rock yesterday. Much less crowded than when I was there a couple weekends ago. It was very fun. Did not... Did not stop in Utica this time around, nor did we take a look inside the LaSalle County Historical Society Museum. Learned my lesson the first time. Also, didn't have any cash. And I'm pretty sure that place is cash only. When's the last, here, here's our poll question of the week. When's the last time you paid for something in cash and what was it? This is a conversation I like to have with people because I I feel like we are, well, the this usually comes up because I'm talking about tipping. Um, I feel, obviously, that we are a largely cashless society moving that way. Not everyone. But my thing here is anytime you have a uh, restaurant or literally anything, could be any business, service provider, whatever, where tips can be or are part of it and they're not, you know, they're only giving the option to collect tips as cash and they don't have any sort of, you know, Venmo or cash app username set up um, and clearly displayed. That's just such a miss for those services that are free. Even went out to Archie's Cafe. I've done it a couple times recently, but a couple weeks ago. And, you know, you got a jazz trio playing out on the sidewalk. And they've got a bucket for tips. But next to the bucket, they got a laminated sheet that says, tips also accepted on Venmo. Here's our username. Great. I sent them $5. I'm so happy to do that. Because it comes right in my bank. It's easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. I'm doing it. It's done. But if you're asking me to tip cash, I don't have direct access to cash. They're the only way for me to get access to cash, so that's not true. I do have direct access to cash. But the only way for me to get cash right now is to physically go to a brick-and-mortar Bank of America talk to a teller, fill out a withdrawal form, and walk out there with bills. Which, admittedly, is not, you know, the end of the world or anything. But who wants to spend their middle of the day just, you know, walking around, going to get cash and carrying cash? Not me. So to answer my original question, when's the last time you carried cash, or not carried cash, 
used cash to purchase something? I don't know. Um, it's probably for me only been once or twice this year, maybe. And it hasn't been anything in the last at least three to four months. And that's basically just as far back as I can remember. Because I have a poor short-term memory. Or long-term. What's the cutoff between short-term and long-term memory? I don't know. We should get someone on that. Let's get to our ads here. And hear from our wonderful sponsors. Home Pride Oregon, are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth all because you could not find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspector provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and Home inspection certified so you know that you're getting the good stuff all the time. If you're tired of big real estate's wrangle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you have to call Trusty Steve at 541-410-0316 or you could just visit HomePrideOregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316 or you can go visit HomePrideOregon.com. It's not an edu. It's not a gov. It's a com. You don't you don't see dot nets very much. You know when I think of dot net, I think of like internet in two thousand two. So the question is, what's the difference between a dot com and a dot net? Like Comcast was always Comcast dot net, and that probably still is. I don't know. Well, what's the difference? Why do two things exist? I understand .gov. I understand .edu. How many of these are there? Yeah, .gov, .edu, .com, .net. Isn't this a fascinating little uh, mental exercise? Aren't you glad you tuned in to today's Beantown podcast so you could think about the difference between .com and .net and ponder Christian ponder why it exists. I don't know. Hope Pride Oregon inspection perfection. If I knew, I would tell you. Shout out to the Samson Q2U series. It's got crisp, clean audio quality from start to finish, from Genesis to Revelation, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and all your favorite major and minor prophets, including Hosea. What a great what a great minor prophet. Is he? I don't know my list of minor versus major prophets. I think major prophets are like Isaiah and Ezekiel. And maybe Obadiah. Obadiah Stain. How come how come Obadiah Stain never got his own Marvel movie, okay? I would I would be down. For a Jeff Bridges Marvel movie. Everyone forgets he was the OG Marvel villain. The first ever MCU film. He's the bad guy. Jeff Bridges. What a character. Uh, When God speaks, he uses a Samson. We're all over the place today, and I love it. 
you know, there's obviously things to be said for organized episodes, things that have topics. I get it. But I'm also a big fan of just our, you know, wordplay association kind of show. Because I have a lot of fun with it. It keeps, it keeps you running like a Doobie Brothers song. And I was about to, about to go for a Michael McDonald impression, and I decided not to. Uh, cuts by Q Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle, and we all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, only different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995, and is probably ooh, oh, I thought that was going to be an RBI single for Jason Hayward. Almost got through the hole. Nice play by the shortstop. Uh, Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana, and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to bangs, fauxhawks, the flat tops, and everything in between, you have to call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200 or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's Cuts, Q-U-T-Z. By Q at yahoo.com. All right, sing it with us. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. He came from somewhere back a long ago. Level in a fool, he turned a heart to him, and it yet to be created. Once in a life, puts himself small. What a fool believes in him, cheese. A wise man has a power to leave it away. It's, it's one of those impressions that's not good, but you're also listening to it and you're like, actually, it's probably, probably not the worst. Michael McDonald impression I've ever heard. And really, if I can get that like B minus grade, I'm content. A solid 82 or 83. That's where I'm most comfortable. I don't want to get cocky. Don't want to get a big head. Well, what a day. I don't know. I don't have much else. You can always uh, email us at beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown, B-E-A-N, podcast at yahoo.com. We love to hear from the fans, hashtag friends of the podcast, and the bean heads out there, out and about. Boy, is it getting dark early. I tell you what, we're, we're looking at like 7 p.m. sunsets these days. Ooh, RBI single, double, David Bodie. Nice. Um, and, man, once, uh, once DST ends, hashtag DST, and what, what is that, like early November? We, we go from like a 620 sunset to like 520, 515. That blows. I, <clears throat> I love fall, love winter. Well, I wouldn't say I love winter. I can tolerate it. The one thing that really blows is the early sunsets, man. 
Not uh, not a fan of those. But you know what? Same shit every year. So you think after 25 years, start to get used to it. I'm working on it. Working on it. Uh, that's what I have for you. Shorter episode today, and that's okay. Um, I, w- I was hoping you do some power rankings this week. Um, that was my plan. But I just couldn't decide what I wanted to do. And then... I kind of rushed into this recording because I had a window to get it done. And you know, with my high-profile, busy lifestyle, working three jobs, you got to take your windows anywhere you can get them. That's what I learned from that Feldco commercial. Call 866 for Feldco. Um, so I took my window... And I thank everyone for tuning in to the Beantown Podcast. I think last week was our 140th episode. So I think this is 141. Love a good palindromic episode. P-A-L-I-N-D-R-O-M-I-C. 13 syllable words. Um, which means next week is 142 in case you were following along in that conversation. Uh, 150 is looming. We should get to that around, what, like early December, something like that. Eight more weeks. Late November. Thanksgiving, basically. Getting close. And getting excited for our fall 2020 New England tour. Um, We've taken the Beantown podcast to Beantown before, but never have we done shows from, you know, the Green Mountains, the White Mountains, the White Mountains, or Maine. Beantown's going to be the main squeeze up in Maine. I'm calling it early. Uh, So excited for that. More details to come and uh, hopefully get some merch going as well. I suppose I got about a month and five days to get that ready. So I should start designing. If you have any ideas, uh, tweet at us, at BeantownCast, or me personally, at White Buns, White Buns. Um, or you know how to email us already. Okay, uh, everyone, thanks for tuning in. We're going to get some of our music queued up here. And, uh, yeah, that's what we had for you. So uh, thanks for listening. I hope everyone is staying safe, staying sane, and I'm going to check in on you next time. Bye.